0: hi everyone
1: hey guys and tammy here and maria welcome to another episode of the med locket so today we're going to be talking a little bit about just global health we're both very um involved and we plan to like use this please our platform to address different disparities in healthcare as it pertains to global health later on in the future so we thought we'd give you guys a little background on ourselves how we got involved why global health is important to us and just future involvement so i'll let maria start how did you get involved in global health
0: I actually remember it was during my senior year of college. Um, I was running for Mrs. ASO (laughs) and um, we got to the end section and it was the interview question where they asked us um, questions and it was questions that we hadn't heard before. The contestants hadn't heard before but I was the first contestant to go and the question was if you could help with one cause back home, AKA in Africa, what would it be? And my mind was blank. Like I knew that I wanted to do something health disparities wise, but I didn't understand health disparities well enough in um, Africa or Nigeria specifically to have something specific to contribute towards. Like if they asked that question, about something in the States, you know, I'd have a solid answer. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I was like, um, I would start a health clinic, you know. Classic
1: answer. To help
0: out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was kind of a little bit embarrassing because I felt like I should know more about the country that gave so much to me. Um, so at that moment, I decided to to join this organization and work with this organization called the African Renaissance Ambassador Corporation um, it's the same organization you know and Tammy did as well um, yeah so I started working with them, how did you start working with them?
1: So I remember um, Dr. Asana which is like the CEO, just the person who founded the org, the nonprofit organization she came to one of our meetings and it was weird because I'm not really sure how I got in contact with her but this was like during the time that I served on eBoard mm-hmm. so she came to one of our meetings and talked about like what she was doing, the organization, how they have like um projects on like microfinance for women back home. She's from Cameroon, so the project is specifically based in Cameroon. And like education, like youth programs for you to go around the different um cities in Cameroon educating them about epilepsy and also just like just women empowerment overall and I thought like wow this is actually amazing. This is something I'd like to get involved in. Mm -hmm. So I joined her volunteer team and that was like kind of like the first time I like decided that I always knew I wanted to do something with Global Health. Um I remember us having a conversation in ASO, which is the African student organization, that we were both involved in one time talking about just feeling as though like being a diaspora, feeling as though like we have a sense of knowing, um I guess both sides sides of the story, but at the same time feeling as though like we go home and we're still like outsiders there and even here as well.
0: What do you talking, mean both sides of the story?
1: Like I, um, grew up in Nigeria until I was, like, around eight. Mm -hmm. Spent the rest of my, um, like, childhood in Canada and then came over here. So, I've lived on this side of the world a little bit longer than I have. Well, not a little bit. Like, two-thirds of my life here than I have back home. Mm -hmm. When I go home, um, I don't feel like I fit in all the way there. Mm, When I'm here, I also don't feel like I fit in all the way there. Personally, no home. Yeah, so it's, like just being on that like limbo and not really fitting in both ways like too foreign for here too foreign for For there never enough for both I think that's the quote Mm -hmm. and always feeling as though like that's like part of like your identity that you're just like floating around Mm both both parts of these cultures and stuff so I remember us having that conversation and it hit me and I was just like wow like that's very like it's very intimidating to like have those feelings and stuff and it's also very like there, I don't know. Like, I remember thinking about it and I was like, what if, like, you, we channeled that energy into something else? So, yes, we are outsiders Sweet kind of from both sides. But we also have insight to both sides as well. We're a bridge to both. Exactly. We're a bridge to both sides. So, I was like, oh, I would like to, I want to go into medicine. How can I use my experiences knowing, like, kind of both sides of the story exactly. to be able to connect? like be that bridge and connect Mm -hmm. like share because disparities exist everywhere I remember talking to Dr. Sana one time and she was like global health disparities you're not just isolated to third world countries and places that you think they are you can find health disparities in your own backyard so how can we bring like that knowledge and everything towards here and um, just find a way to like bridge that gap where we're like Um, learning about um, disparities here and learning about what works here in terms of healthcare, Mm -hmm. and trying to implement it in other parts of the world in sensitive and effective ways that actually meet the needs of those specific communities so that was like the first time that after having that conversation with her i was like oh wow she's doing what i want to do like in terms of bridging that gap because she's a diaspora as well Mm -hmm. but she's also making sure that she goes back to these countries and she isn't just trying to have western bias and being like oh i'm just coming here to fix you or make myself feel better or make myself feel better like i'm a savior or something like she's actually going back home and is like what do you need Mm -hmm. how can i work with your community to make sure i meet the needs that you need with the knowledge that i have from this other part of the world and i was like that's brilliant (laughs) so that was like the first time i was like okay i can see myself using medicine to do this like learning both sides and also make, feel feeling feeling like I can have some kind of impact into um, the healthcare system back home specifically Nigeria since we're both from Nigeria mm. so that was kind of like my little spiel.
0: And Dr. Asana like made it super super easy. Yeah, I, feel, easy. I feel like it, for me it was always I can't have an a- impact back home without being there. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to this summer I've, I've never been to africa never been to nigeria specifically Mm -hmm. again never been like where my parents were from so i was like i can't have this impact because i've never been there Mm -hmm. but she showed us how we could use our resources here Mm -hmm. to positively impact the system there and i thought that that was an excellent experience just showed us how we could use our resources and use everything that we've been taught over the years Mm -hmm. um to work not only just you know, we're doing something for them, work with them
1: Exactly. To,
0: to make things better. So I thought that that was an amazing, an amazing experience. Yeah,
1: I went to one of these conferences, like a global health conference when I was at UCF, actually at their College of Medicine. And one of the speakers, the keynote speakers came up and he was talking about how to like, um, mostly thinking about the different conditions in these certain countries. Like most people, they meet healthcare or they get in contact with healthcare Within the cities, not in the rural communities. So their goal was not necessarily to like bring healthcare there. Was just to educate um, people in different parts of the community, mm. not just the doctors, but people in the local communities in the rural areas to kind of like have like a certain like connection. Like mm-hmm. there's the patients that need help, and then there's people in the communities that can't possibly provide okay. basic healthcare because you educated them. Mm-hmm. So now the patients don't have to go all the way all there. The way. And I thought like. That's that's really what we have to do in these like different communities because no one, not everyone can go to the city to the exactly. best like healthcare centers. But if you are able to like work with specific communities and educate them, then they can help themselves. So.
0: I agree. I agree. That's something that I learned when I went to Nigeria this summer. Um, the The class that I was with, we had like a community medicine um, rotation. Mm -hmm. and before before I came they already went to the community and surveyed the community Mm -hmm. on different um factors in their life that could positively or negatively contribute to their health Mm -hmm. and it was just really beautiful like I got to be a part of like this program where they invited the community leaders and they talked to them about like these are the things that we discovered okay these are our recommendations okay so what do you think exactly we can do for you like how can we work with you to make these things better yeah. and i think that that's very important because it's not it's not a case of it's not always just bringing things to people
1: yeah. you
0: know people might already have those resources it's how to optimize what they already have and work with what's already there and work with what what the people want because you can bring things but if the people aren't receptive there's no you know way to actually implement it if that
1: makes sense and see that's my thing with um a lot of what is that like volunteerism or something like that like Mm -hmm. these mission trips and stuff like that i've never really been a fan of going i don't know how to like it, like phrase it in the proper way. Not the same mission trips are bad. I've never been a specific like fan of them, just because I feel like they don't build on sustainable projects. Right. It's a lot of we come in, we provide some kind of healthcare, and then we disappear. Mm-hmm. And then these communities are left with like, okay, well you came in for one week, so and, and you helped this for one week. Right. And, and sometimes it's great and everything, but it's like. It's more so about sustainability. Like you said, bringing these people, bringing communities to the table when you're discussing things that are particularly relating to them. Exactly. Super, super important. That's cultural competency, guys. 101. (laughs) Really, to be honest. (laughs) Definitely
0: important. Definitely important. Um, Why is it so important for you to, you know, because like you said, there's health disparities here as well. Why is it important for you to contribute to health disparities in the African diaspora
1: I always say this to um, actually I've probably said this to like a couple, maybe one or two people before and it's very like it's a cynical thought but to me here is already saturated with talent and there is not not necessarily saying it's not but there's a lot of brain drain that gets out of Africa like people that are intelligent people they possibly could contribute towards positive impacts in those communities usually leave. So, I want to see a trend where it turns the other way and we actually, like, we come here, yes, get the best education, whatever we can get, but I want to see more diaspora going back. Mm. So that's why it's important to me because I see a lot of people trying to leave and it makes me scared that if everyone's going to leave, what's going to happen to our country? Mm-hmm. So, and it's also important to me because I just, I love, I love my country. I really okay. do. And I think like, I was having a conversation with my dad not too long ago, thinking about, like, just uh, the leaps that we've taken through, like, different generations. Like, my grandparents couldn't have imagined having a grandchild that is studying medicine abroad and everything. Like, that's something that wasn't even within their reach of, of dreams. And then my dad ended up going to school, and my parents ended up going to school in cities. And then we ended up coming here. Like, those are different leaps and generations and stuff. It's an amazing, like just progression and stuff. So being able to like, okay, I came here, you sent me out because I feel like I was sent out and everything to come here and just try to be great. I should be able to like contribute towards positive impacts in my community back home. I owe it to my community. I feel like it's, and it's not necessarily saying it's an obligation, Mm -hmm. but it's like an honor. It's an honor to be able to like, this is what you gave me. My past generations gave me this opportunity to be here and I'm able to go back and say, yeah, this is what I learned, and this is how I'm here to, like, make sure that I'm being part of this community as well, so that's why that. it's important to me. I understand. What that. about you?
0: Nigeria has given me so much. So, so much. Just like you, I just feel like it is my responsibility and not a responsibility that I take on, like, with a grudge. It's my responsibility that they take on as an honor yeah. um, to give back. I remember... I remember, like, it was so long ago, just a couple months ago. <laughs> um, just being there and the experience, even though, like you said earlier, you know, we're we're caught in between two two worlds. Uh, my mom's half Jamaican, half Nigerian. She, was, she always felt like she never... And she was born in England, so she always felt like she never had, like, a true home. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Nigeria, I was like, okay, you know, I'll never fully be accepted here. But no one can deny me... Of that right. Of that right. Like, this yeah. is my home. And I feel it with the strongest...
1: Feeling.
0: feeling. Yeah, it really is. It, it yeah. really is. And, like, America is what America is. Nigeria is what Nigeria is. But it's just Nigeria, the self-worth, the self-value that it gives me, it just, like no like no other at all. I remember coming back from... Last year, during my gap year, coming back from um, Japan, and the feeling that I came back with, it was it was different, you know. Just it was it was underwhelming. Like it was a fun time; it was good, made great friends. But as far as like my identity being black, um, being black in Japan was difficult. You know, you see people like laughing at you, and like it's just it's just different, just because of your your skin color, and just going to Nigeria and being in a place where that is embraced and that is loved and even though like I am different because I am American that wouldn't so take away from who I am you know mm-hmm. so I I just feel like Nigeria has given me that ground you know to stand on and without Nigeria I wouldn't have that ground like I just said mm-hmm. so I just want to you know, we've talked about it before, like moving back to Nigeria. She's I'm really so, about this guy. I'm so literally serious. Me, like,
1: we need to move back. To it's like licking up apartments, seeing year. how, <laughs>
0: seeing how logical it will be. Yeah. You know, that's something that I really do desire. Um, But yeah, I I really just think that it's very important, you know, my talents, you know, I I see how privileged that I, how privileged I am to study medicine in the States Mm -hmm. and I want to take, you know, like I see, like I was at a school, like my, my, my experience this summer, you know, studying at a school in Nigeria, it was a really nice school and just seeing how different it is here in the States and there, um, it just shows me how privileged I am, and I have no right to take these privileges and just be like, okay, peace. Yeah. You know, it's my duty, you know, to help my brothers, to help my sisters, mm-hmm. develop them as well as myself. Because through them, like I'm learning so much about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about who I am, learning about my country. So, so that's just my. It's my honor. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored to use my talents to yeah. to help my country.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see us do that in the future. It's. It's actually amazing just to see how many strides um, diaspora are taking, diasporans are taking, um, are taking towards just bettering their individual countries. I go to a conference every single year. I've been three years now. I'm going on my work. And it's actually a conference organized by Dr. Sana as well. We always give her a shout out because she's actually absolutely amazing, like the best mentor I think I've ever had. And she... Also works with her husband in organizing this Global Health Catalyst Summit that um, happens every single year at um, in Boston. And basically, what happens is you have all these different di- people from the diaspora, different countries. Like Niger- most countries are from Africa are represented there. And but who's come- represented the most? No, actually, Nigeria is not represented. Really? There's, Word. There's
0: okay, that, that was that embarrassing. A lot
1: of because it's, it's a they're all Cameroon. Okay, so okay, a very, okay, like, okay. Heavy Cameroon um, population there, but. It's amazing just to see how many strides people are taking. It's more related to radiation oncology, but like they're really doing the work, like the groundwork, meeting with a lot of these organizations here, starting cancer centers back home and everything working with like you're actually bringing the leaders from these communities and asking them like collaborating with them mm-hmm. to actually build sustainable projects in their home countries but yet it's only addressing it's usually only addressing like radiation oncology but you also have different things like mental health um palliative care like a lot of things going on in one center so going to these conferences like every single time I go I go I come back with a sense of assurance that like I'm going into something that I know that I really want to do. And it's inspiring to see other people doing it and, like, being very passionate about it. And they always say during these conferences, we just started, like, a young global health ambassadors program. And one of the women was speaking to us, and she's like, yes, we're doing all of this, but it's up to you guys to carry that torch. And I feel like that's, that sense of responsibility, like you said, it's there. Like, people are doing it. So we have no excuse not to follow in their footsteps doing exactly. that, too. But, um... In terms of future involvement, like Maria said, we are actually very serious about moving back to Nigeria and either like traveling back and forth, but definitely like trying to build sustainable projects back there too. I really would like to see myself more involved in, I guess, addressing different health disparities in terms of reproductive health care. I know a lot of family members that are affected by that, especially when it comes to fertility. And I feel like there's not a lot of education in that. Um, in terms of just knowing how to deal with, like, hormones and knowing, like, um, that women have fibroids. It's very prevalent in African-American communities, Periods, period, even in African communities as well. So, I think that that's something that I can definitely see myself addressing. And it's weird because I have, like, these ideas, but I'm not really sure what specialty I feel like it's leading (laughs) towards a certain specialty, if you guys can guess, but I can see myself having, um trying to find um, projects that are sustainable in that area, specifically reproductive health care within Nigeria, because I feel like that's lacking. I'm excited for you. We'll
0: Um, see. Yeah, in the future, I see myself um, just continuing to work. I wanted to go to the conference this year. Um, I'm going to force her to come. (laughs) I'm excited to go this year. Um, But after that, I worked with our global health office, to go to Nigeria this summer. um, And I plan on going back my fourth year for a rotation or some kind of research. Mm -hmm. I wanna do something tangible, um, change in one way or another, no matter how small it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanna work with what I learned this summer Mm -hmm. to come back and do something for the community, for the students. Um, I'm actually kind of excited because I feel like there's so many, like I worked with a lot of medical students this summer and I feel a way to pump into the community would be to pump into the medical students. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about working on that idea or just, you know, doing something with the physicians and working on that. Um, and then after residency, me and Tammy are going to Nigeria. Really that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's how I see my future in global health playing out. Um, if you guys know anyone who balances life here in the states and in in their home country Mm -hmm. we'd be interested to talk to them um because do an interview yes honestly because um, i think that it would be super cool yeah (laughs) um this is something that i'm really interested in is living here and also living there not just going to visit for a week but staying there for maybe like a quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something in Tammy's interested oh, in definitely. as well. Yeah. So we'd be really interested in, in speaking to physicians that already have that model going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Something that we can like, definitely um, copy in some way, but that's just a based on our, on our needs. Um, I also wanted to talk about the certain fears that I think that people don't usually touch on in terms of, going back home not necessarily fears but just um like being slightly apprehensive. Hesitant, apprehensive yeah i was during the conference as well i was talking with this neurosurgeon or neuro-oncologist and she talked about coming here to train for residency and then going back to her home country in wawanda and she said for the first eight months she could not find a job And mind you, she was trained here, very well-skilled and everything, but there was this, like, distance between the, like, health centers there in terms of not wanting somebody to come because they feel as though, like, you're coming in to try to, like, fix and take over, like, things that they're very used Mm. to. So um, she was advising us, and she said that that could possibly, like, be a reality and everything. You might go back, like, excited and wanting to make change, and everyone's going to look at you, like... These. hold up like we've been Calm doing down. this we know our community best and stuff mm-hmm. and how she was able to overcome that and she she worked with like the physicians there she worked with the healthcare system there yes she isn't able to do all the things that she wants to do in terms of change but she's like slightly adjusting like working herself up within that by working on their terms mm-hmm. so i think that's something that like i'm slightly nervous about that i have like I feel like we all have great ideas and everything but like how is that gonna play out in the sense of like coming in and people feeling as though you might try to like take over certain things and certain systems that have been in place for a very long time because no one likes change but and that's not saying the change that we're bringing because it comes with a lot of western bias is necessarily the best but I think it just comes back to like really working with communities and being very sensitive about
0: that exactly and i think that if we start our connections early like start them now yes and get to know the community leaders get to know the community physicians yeah. we can work up a base where they can trust us and we have that connection so that they know mm-hmm. that we're not here to do what they thought that that physician was going to do and that we're here to actually work with them so i hope that we'll be able to like develop those connections over the yeah. years we will all so
1: eventually By
0: God's grace.
1: We have a lot of time ahead of us. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of work to be done. (laughs) But we're very excited about that. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. Follow us on The Medlocket on Instagram. And tune in every second and fourth Friday of the month for new episodes. Maria, anything to say? No. Okay. Bye, guys. guys. Bye.